Hello and welcome to the GTR News Brief. It's Wednesday, October 28th, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. Companies may be required to disclose details of their supply chain finance programs after an influential US standard-setting body agreed to examine investor concerns over a lack of transparency. Following a request from the big four accounting firms, as well as growing pressure from regulators, the Financial Accounting Standards Board has agreed to investigate whether disclosure standards may be necessary for such programmes. Members of the FASB, an independent body that sets financial reporting standards for public and private companies, argued that investors are currently unable to examine a company's full financial health if their SCF arrangements are not known. US banks are more exposed to the financial risks associated with the transition to a lower carbon economy than they previously thought, a new report has found. The analysis comes from the Ceres Accelerator for Sustainable Capital Markets, a US-based non-profit company. And it reveals that more than half of the syndicated loans issued by major US banks are to sectors that are vulnerable to climate transition risks, such as manufacturing, energy and agriculture. This is because their corporate clients within these sectors have failed to adequately prepare for a lower carbon future. According to the report, Bank of America, JP Morgan, Citi, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs and Wells Fargo all have above-average loan risks linked to climate change through their syndicated loan portfolios. UN forecasts suggest global trade is undergoing a frail recovery after a major slump in Q2, with recovery boosted by surging Chinese exports and fresh economic activity in Europe and East Asia. The UN Conference on Trade and Development says the volume of goods trade around the world was 5% lower in Q3 this year when compared to the equivalent figure for 2019. Depending on the effects of the pandemic over the coming months, UNCTAD says it expects the value of global trade to fall by 7-9% to in the fourth quarter, compared to Q4 2019. Though still in the red, UNCTAD says this is a marked improvement from the 19% year-on-year slump in trade recorded between April and June, when COVID-19 containment measures were at their peak. Now we turn to a major story from last week. Two Hong Kong-based oil traders say banks have reacted to the fraud scandal in Singapore's commodities finance sector by restricting credit to the wider market. And this, they say, has resulted in substantial financial losses. New Ocean Energy and Strong Petrochemical, two publicly listed companies, make the accusations in interim company filings covering the first half of 2020. Earlier, I spoke to senior reporter John Basquill to find out more. The first company we're talking about here is New Ocean Energy. Um, They're an oil trading company based in Hong Kong. Uh, New Ocean said in its most recent company filing uh, for the first half of this year that it had made net losses of around 174 million US dollars over those six months. Um, And that's having having been profitable over the equivalent time period last year. Uh, The second company is Strong Petrochemical, also based in Hong Kong, also profitable in the first six months of 2019, uh, but is reporting losses of around 13 million US dollars in the first six months of of 2020. Um, 
Both company filings say that problems started around COVID-19, so basically containment measures, lockdowns and so on, led to this sudden drop in demand for oil uh, and oil products around the world. Um, and then at the same time, you had the huge crash in oil prices. Um, but then the third factor, both companies talk about banks tightening credit uh, credit lines to the oil market generally. Um, that essentially means those companies find it harder to get banks to support their trading activity, their trade volumes drop, uh, their losses get worse. Uh, in New Ocean's case, it says it's heavily reliant on the support of bank credit facilities. Um, so once that started to dry up, the company's financial situation worsened and one of the effects that they talk about is a missed repayment on a $155 million loan. So John, they've suggested banks withdrawing credit facilities is a significant factor. Why is that important in the current context? Yeah, what's interesting here is both company filings talk about the fraud cases we've seen in the commodity finance market over the last few months. Uh, New Ocean singles out the Hinleong fraud case. So Hinleong collapsed back in April. Uh, liabilities to banks were around $3.5 billion. Uh, and the company's since been accused of widespread systematic fraud. Um, both companies, so uh, New Ocean and Strong uh, Petrochemicals, say they have no connection to Hinleong whatsoever. But that case had a ripple effect on the wider industry. So uh, our, our readers will know we also saw fraud allegations at a handful of other trading companies. Uh, those cases are still sort of working their way through the courts now. But uh, ultimately, the, the, the issue here is that we're starting to see concrete examples of banks, both in Singapore and in Hong Kong, uh, being nervous about extending further financing to the oil industry. Uh, we, we reported back in April that banks were jittery about the oil sector, kind of in the immediate aftermath of the, the Hinleon case, as well as the collapse of Agritrade. Uh, there were also fraud allegations there. But now we're starting to see the real effects of those cases. And John, how likely is it that other commodity traders have been affected? This is, this is hard to answer. Um, the reason we know about these two cases is because the companies are publicly listed, so they have an obligation to disclose this kind of information uh, to, to, to their shareholders. Uh, privately owned trading companies won't have the same obligation. However, we do know that several banks have been scaling back their commodity finance operations in one way or another. Um, so around April this year, again, a few banks said they were conducting internal reviews of their involvement in commodity finance. And in the last couple of months, we've started to see the results of that. The most drastic example would uh, probably be ABN AMRO's announcement that it's withdrawing completely from commodity finance and trade finance. But we've, uh, we've also seen other banks closing trading desks, consolidating operations, um, putting a freeze on new clients, that kind of thing. So it stands to reason that other oil traders are also likely to have run into difficulties trying to access trade finance. Um, it's probably likely uh, that smaller or, or mid-sized trading houses will be hit harder than the, the kind of larger global oil trading companies. Um, one clue there we've had is executives at Glencore talking about a uh, what they call a flight to quality. So essentially that means those larger traders and the oil majors are considered lower risk by banks. Um, so banks are less likely to withdraw that financing or deny that financing to those kinds of companies. Um, and then finally, there are a few other traders uh, that have come forward in recent months to disclose issues around access to finance. Um, GP Global, formerly known as Gulf Petrochem, um, their uh, UAE-based trading company. Uh, they said in July this year 
they were unable to get uh, full support from a few financial institutions uh, and as a result were having to uh, uh, undertake a restructuring process. However, in that case, it looks like there may have been some other factors at work. So GP Global has reportedly filed criminal complaints against some of its own employees due to suspicions of fraud um, and there have also been reports of accounting irregularities. Uh, that story is still developing, so maybe it's a bit too early to read too much into it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening. <laughs>